Hi guys and welcome back to the Sixth Perspective podcast. We've got the usual suspect as our panel again. We've got Charlie. Hello. We've got Morgan. Hiya. And we've got Ryan. Hello. Um, and as always, any views that are shared on this podcast are not shared by the college. They are just the views of our panel. Okay. Um, straight into it this week to get it going is we've got the Spurs Palace game. Um, again, this is one me and Ryan have been looking forward to talking about and probably Charlie and Morgan not so much. Um, Ryan, I will let you have first dibs on this argument. Um, thoughts on the um, Spurs Palace game? Well, well, well. Um, just there's not really, not really too much to say, <laughs> is there? With Gareth Bale just showing just how good he can be alongside Harry Kane having a very, very good game. I just think it shows when you have that sort of quality up front, what you can do, especially against a not so not so good side such as Palace at the minute. But they tore into absolute shreds and could have scored more than they did. But I just think absolutely proved Charlie and Morgan wrong from last week that Bale comes and scores a brace and not only that, but plays well. Um, I won't kind of jump on that one. Um, Charlie and Morgan, is, is the silence because you've got nothing to say or have you got anything to... No, that's not. That's definitely not wise. I mean, did you see you, the goals? I was going to say, look at the quality of the goals. They were both fairly straightforward. The header was all right. Good movement to get there. I'll give it to him. First one was a tap in. Second one was a something that I think most people with legs probably would have buried. Um, <laughs> he he. It looked like he had an all right sort of not says no says <laughs> he get a barn door. Um, we'll come on to that, but or hopefully not. Um, but he had a. He had a good all-round game, but I still think it's very, very deluded to say that's harsh in the Premier League. That's a jump. Sorry, deluded is a strong word. It's a, oh, for, 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 yeah, it's a strong word, but I feel it's appropriate when it comes to saying Gareth Bale is one of the best in the league. Like I said, I'm looking for consistency, and yeah, he showed decent form in that game. Decent form, good form in the Burnley game, but I mean against. Fulham, he didn't really do anything, did he? I mean, so I don't know. It's, it's one of the things where you can have you can have off days, and it shows when you have off days. I've got a question for you. Go on. Okay. <laughs> so if you're saying about consistency, right? Yes, mate. Would you would you class Bruno Fernandez as one of the best players in the league? Yes. Um, so what yeah, happens probably. when Bruno Fernandez doesn't play well every game because no players going to? Well, there's, um, there's a difference between every single game and then just sort of being consistent. Yeah. Bale hasn't, how, many, how many games has he played this season yeah, played compared to Fernandez? Yeah, but then you're saying that for him to be consistent, he has to play well, like week in, week out. But being realistic, that's not going to happen with any player. But then if you look at Bale the last few games, you can't sit here and tell me he hasn't played well. Yeah, he has. I said, I've said he's played well the last few games. But yeah. I'm saying, he, you, I'm going back to the point where you said when you said he's one of the best players in the league. He can't be one of the best players in the league without playing those games and showing consistent form. So, how many games are you classing as them being consistent? Give him, give him another, give him the rest of this month, and Just then the rest of the season. Just give him the rest of the season. I think to consider him one of the best in the league, you might to to say what he's one of the best at the moment. I'd say maybe is sort of getting towards a fair shout, especially like I say, if if for the rest of this month he's good, then I can see, I'd probably agree. If he's still good for the rest of the month, which because obviously we're on the eighth, um, but mm-hmm. to say he's one of the best at the minute in the 
the league as a whole is just a bit, I don't know, it still doesn't really sit right with me. Okay, okay just to go with that, and I mean, again, this goes to, this goes to everyone, but again, probably mainly to Charlie and Morgan, is what three players would you put ahead of him in terms of best players in the league at the moment? What, uh, for Spurs or just for... No, in, in, the, in the league, in, in total. Oh, I'll put Fernandez, yeah. Kane. Uh, Kane. And then probably Gundogan. Gundogan's yeah. got to be up there. Yeah, at the minute. Mm, I'd just say three off the top a couple of, of weeks ago, maybe. Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. Diaz's been on form. Yeah. Stones yeah, as well, last... if, you, if you're going to think of it. If you're going to think of it. The last couple of weeks, it. have they? Yeah. What? What do you mean, Gundogan? Last couple of... well, what, Stones when... and Diaz? I'd say Diaz more than Gundogan. But... Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, say Diaz agree. more than yeah. Gundogan. Yeah. yeah, agreed. So there's three. What about you? Would you? Can you not think of three you'd put above Bale? Or, I mean, um, there's, there's debate on, to be had with players you could put above or below them because I feel like it is difficult to compare someone like Diaz to someone like Bale, like true. just two different yeah. players entirely. That's true. But to try and compare them and the fact of how good they are is hard. Whereas if you go like position for position, if I went to you, oh, what three? Wingers, would you put ahead of Bale at the minute? Then that's a different question. No. <laughs> <laughs> I might just end it there. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, probably won't see you again. No. Um, I, I mean, I think Ryan makes a good point. Is I, I, I'm struggling to think of any team he wouldn't get into as one of the first choice on the team sheet. I can. The only team he might not is City, and that's it. I don't think he'd get to Chelsea. Oh, I think he would. I think he would. Who no, do you I think don't. would go in over him at Chelsea? Morgan. Oh, me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said he wouldn't get into Chelsea. Yeah, but who are you... Oh, who, yes. Who's going in first? Yeah. Who, oh, yeah. Who'd get in over him? him? Who, who would I put in over him? Over Bale. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't play... To be fair, our formation isn't really playing any of the strong points, but I'd put like any of our attackers at the minute in. So I've got a question. Yeah. Fire away. How come Bale scored more goals than every other Chelsea player other than Abraham this season? Ooh, stats. There we go. He's he's been on Google. <laughs> well, he's done fair, his own work. To be fair, goals aren't really our thing at the minute, which is actually really annoying me because I love watching goals, but. Like, like I, I, when we had Lampard at one point, we were like top of the top of the league for most goals or something. But I don't know it's just I think it's just the style of play that we have. You do but seem you, to be conceding a lot less. To be fair, like so yeah. that's the way you seem to be. We haven't scored more than three, two goals. I don't think under two cool in any game. So it's a bit, hmm. yeah, it's a bit annoying. A bit Wolves esque. I feel like yeah. you're doing what Spurs tried to do a few months ago. Uh, yeah, but we're just better at it. <laughs> yeah, than they were, yeah. 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 So just sorry, Morgan, just going back to Ryan's question, I'm not sure if it was like, oh, you said about the formation, but could you think of any Chelsea player that you would put ahead of Bale? Are you well, just wingers? And, is this just wingers? Well, we, don't play, we don't play wingers. Mm. Well, so you'd put Werner ahead of Bale? Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I'd, 
Let him explain. Yeah, Let him explain. You haven't, seen, you haven't seen Werner play like every week, and like to be fair, today I don't, I don't see on the score sheet very often though. Yeah, I know, but hi Werner, by the way. Goals, um, goals isn't everything. Well, it is to it me. Is. How do you win yeah. football? Score goals. Whoever scores the most goals wins. Like Werner isn't a, a striker, so I don't know why you're. You just go back on your point of saying that. No, no, but you said, you said any of the Chelsea forwards, so I just picked him because he came to mind. He does create a lot of chances. I can't see. Bale I can't see clearly a fair. Yeah, I can't see Bale working in the formation we play. If we play like a four-three-three, then I'd it, I'd probably see how what the form would like of our wingers and then decide on that. But I I don't know. I just, I don't think I could decide because of um the style we play. And I'm confident the Bale could go in and do a job at striker. Oh, apparently, Rio said he's, he's not that good in striker, and that's not his strong position. So, yeah, but how could he see that from when he hasn't played a striker? Well, you see him every day. Gaffer things. That's what the gaffer things. I suppose. Every day in the training ground. Yeah, but training the match is entirely different, isn't it? Maybe he'd get Mourinho to play striker, and we could talk about it. I'm sure he's listening. I reckon. Um, I'll ring him because <laughs> I mean, there is again, <laughs> give him a, a, give him a good audience text. from Portugal, so maybe that's. That's his, that's his family watching. Yeah. Um, hi, Jose. Um, so we'll leave the Bale debate there again. It's probably one we'll pick up again next week. Um, Hopefully. Next week? Arsenal. That's a big test for him. North London derby. Where, where are Arsenal? Arsenal? I mean, they're mid-table side now, aren't they, Arsenal? Yeah. Yeah, but any derby. Yeah, but I feel like things get thrown out the window on derby day. Yeah. 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 Derby. Used to, is that still the case, though? Is that still the case well, with derby? Because so. with no I feel fans. like... Yeah, You'd hope they would, but they just don't ever seem to live up to what people think they do. Uh, especially, like, especially now. Especially United, I don't know. Uh, United City game, the start of the season, not the recent one, but well, they were hugging each other. So at the end. friendliness going on. I just, I just don't understand why. I think fans uh, fans do have a part to play in that though, because yeah. if if they saw was it Stones and Maguire hugging, you'd think they'd both be getting a lot of stick. I mean, they got a lot of stick over social media, but yeah. in the ground especially, you think they'd be getting absolutely bullied for it. Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, I think mm. that probably leads us on perfectly to the Man U, Man City games. Um, Charlie, early what thoughts on the Man U, Man City game? Was that a surprise, the result? Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Um, I don't think anyone... Would it, well, unless you're like a United fan, I suppose, and really, really had a good, strong gut feeling. I don't think many people who were sort of making predictions on this game would have uh, said a 2-0 United at all. Um, I know I definitely didn't, cause just because of how strong City have been. And even, obviously, United can pull out the bag on certain occasions, I suppose, against the top six, maybe not as much as they'd have liked to, but they've always got that performance in them, especially with a player like Fernandes, who can... Um, just sort of flip a switch and then change the game. But to be honest with you, I think I think City will still win the league. I know that's not really the question, but I can't see it changing the season a lot. Maybe it'll change United's and might give them the push to sort of keep battling Leicester and hopefully for them fend it off. Um, but I don't think it's going to affect the title charge, really, in my opinion. No, I agree. As a United fan, it's not changed anything. Um mm. It's probably bought Ollie some more time, I think. Um, Before we get up, yeah. Sorry? <laughs> Before we come chasing. <laughs> is, I 
again, I, th- I think with that, I mean, watching it, like you, like you said, Charlie, there's no surprise that United did what they did. That they've got that game in them. Mm. Um, Morgan, did City play as well as they have done previously, or did Manu just not let that happen? No, the City played rubbish that game. Um, they definitely weren't their usual self. I, I think it was the first minute penalty that obviously shut them down. Edison could have saved it. I think he know he saved it by looking at his face afterwards. Yeah. Um, but no, City not let their usual self, especially. Like with anything, like even the the sure goal, um, sure just breeze through all these city defenders, yeah, and then he obviously pulled off a well a decent finish. I wouldn't say it's an amazing finish to be honest, but no, he's a left back. Off guard. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, city did not look their self, um, especially that Diaz and Stones combination. I definitely thought they would have played better, but I don't know. Um, but everyone has their off game for me. They do. Um, Ryan, the, the Fernandez debate of not turning up in big games, has he answered any critics? He did He did come out in the media and said he could take the pressure. Has he answered any critics? I mean, I wouldn't say, like, he hasn't answered the critics in the way that you'd go, oh, he just absolutely won on that game. Yeah. Because just because of the way the game went, like, let's be honest. City don't play matches and don't dominate. It's just like if, if if the team against them does what like Man United did, defend very well and kind of counter attack the way they did, but then get a bit lucky with some players not having their best game, then that's when they get the result. But I don't think by any stretch of imagination that Fernandez or kind of any player on that team went out and won in the game in the sense that they didn't like ball it in a big game. I feel like. There was, especially with City, I feel like they bottled it more than like Man United did. But again, I wouldn't say you wouldn't sit there and look at that match and go, "Yeah, that player had the best game I've ever seen. He's won on that match." Other than maybe if you're going to say the best player, you'd probably say Shaw. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he scored, but did he win in the game? Probably not. It was kind of two teams going against each other, with one team doing the job they had to do and the other kind of not reaching the standards that they can, and then the result showing what the match had to say. Yeah, I, th- I think, and I don't want to kind of talk about it too much because it comes on to the, my team section later, but I think it proves the point that, and again, with that boring Palace game before, there you go, Morgan, I did mention it, is <laughs> they they struggle to break down a side that just sits there. We We haven't got enough movement up front without yeah. Cavani or anyone, whoever that may be, if Bruno's not playing well or whatever, to cause people problems. But if you play against the City where their kind of mantra is we'll score more than you, you're not I'd always have a chance because of just because of the pace going forward. I mean, I, I think that's probably Martial's best game since as long as I can remember. Um, yeah, he did have a good game, to be fair. He did. Um, in a word... Would you keep him if you were ni- if you were United, Charlie? Or Martial? Yeah. Uh, no. Morgan. In a word, yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Tricky one, isn't it? Interesting. Yeah, I- I'm. I think I'm with all of you in terms of like sitting on the fence, as I don't know what to say. He's on an awful lot of money a week for... I was going to say, the wage is ridiculous. Mad, isn't it? 
Yeah, I didn't actually think of that. But it's just frustrating as a player. He is. Just because, like, he, he has glimpses of being so, so good every so often. And he's got everything going for him to be so good. Like, quite a few Man United players have, like, Pogba and Rashford. They've got everything they need to make it to the top and be considered, like, a very, very good player. But I don't know what it is. They just, like, we said about Adama last week, maybe it does take like a new coach or some sort of change to actually bring out yeah. the best in them. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky one and an interesting one for me. And again, just to kind of t- quickly touch upon it and then we'll move on is Rashford again didn't do too much for me and that's no, the ideal game to step not... up in the game's open. And again, not a lot from him. But like He got an assist, but in the end, that was just a... So yeah, I mean, we could really. all have made that assist. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you think you'd have thought that game would have sort of suited him down to the ground with a sort of counter-attacking football with, and with his pace as well. Yeah, you would have thought that that would have he would have sort of had a lot more to say than he did. Yeah, that's what I mean. I just I don't, I'm not really sure what he's adding at the minute. To be honest, um, just we'll move it on to the Liverpool Chelsea game because there's many many things to say about that. Um, Morgan, we'll throw it over to you in terms of Chelsea. Um, thoughts on the game? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why I'm struggling to say anything. I'm, basically, we were dominant, but at the same time, we were risky. Uh, we weren't playing the we weren't playing passes like we should have been. We, their high press really caught us by surprise, and we were trying to utilize that high line they play um, by putting Werner in behind all the time and it was working um, obviously he got a goal uh, my my argument is that he should, it should have stayed a goal because um, you can't actually score with your bicep last time I checked but um, I don't know that's just yeah who knows with the handball I mean one day it isn't one yeah. day it isn't um, but anyway carry on so I don't know but yeah, we had a really good performance. We were all over him. We should we should have won. We should have scored more. We should we were the better team. Mane had a good chance where he missed the ball completely. Um he that, that he should have done better there. But Liverpool just it's just their confidence. They they're just not the same Liverpool as what we knew once last season. Yeah, Ryan, do you the question to you, Ryan, I think that's what we're gonna have a, um an opinion on, is I saw on social media, which I think is hilarious, is um Klopp out. I know. Um, what are your thoughts on people and even Liverpool fans that are saying that? I mean, I know Liverpool kind of what's the word in the bin at the minute, but I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, like I say, like players like Salah and Mane, like they they they're not done. Like, their careers aren't over, and they haven't stopped scoring and being world class players. And I wouldn't say. It's not even like a way they're playing kind of thing. It's just like a mentality that they don't go out. Like we said at the start of the year when they weren't doing as well, that kind of, they, they just don't have a mindset of going out going, yeah, we know we're going to win or going out in Anfield and going, yeah, there's no way in which we lose here. Which if you like look at the mindset they must have had when they beat Barcelona, like 4-0 yeah. on that comeback and look at like what they look like now. They're not even close to the same like team, and 
I just feel like if they get the mindset back of going out knowing or being really confident and they're not seeing any way in which they lose, then they they return to the team that they were. And I know, like, obviously key players being out and they might make more of a difference than maybe you realise. But to say, like, clop out and things like that, I think they're a bit unfair. Considering, like, it is known that usually when a team wins the league the next season, they don't do as well. I know this is a bit of an, like, an anomaly that they are doing particularly bad, but at the end of the day, season isn't over and a lot can change from now until the Yeah, day. I think well said, to be honest. Um, I think I think well, I think we said it before is that confidence is such a massive thing. I think I think now I mean not Liverpool fans will never admit it, but I think they're now where United were before, where they just didn't win at home. I mean it's almost identical. <laughs> it's because that, like you said, Ryan, is they don't go out knowing they're going to win, and the opponents thinking we're going to get we're going to get a result here today, and that's such a massive thing. I think for a football club, and the same with Man City. I mean, that's what they're doing at the minute. Is every club knows they're in, they're going to be in for a game. Um, I don't know. It's a tricky one for Liverpool. And I, I think if they get top four now, I think they've done well. Charlie, do you agree? If they snatch top four, uh, well, the way the season's looking, I mean, top four is not far off for them. Obviously, it's only seven points difference, but then. I suppose with the top four being Chelsea and where the ones they're realistically going to catch are Chelsea, Leicester United, you can't really see them dropping enough points for Liverpool to then sort of catch up. And even if they did drop the points Liverpool would need, can you actually see Liverpool pulling off the results that they'll need to to get the to sort of pull their way back up? Um, if they can get their confidence back, I don't think you could ever write them off with the quality of uh, sort of squad they have, but. As a, from a, just a perspective of how their season is at the minute, I can't see them getting top four, no. Morgan, do you agree? Top four at the question now? Um, yeah, I think so. Like, It's one of the things I was going to say. Like, um, Klopp's head's in a different place now. He's like shown from the Fulham game, the starting lineup where he didn't have Firmino in the squad and Mane in front of the bench. I just think their focus is more on the Champions League now. Yeah. And they know they're not going to get relegated. So I, I just think his mindset is focus on the Champions League. We don't care about the league anymore because we, if we do get top four, then fair play. But we want to get at least Europe and win the Champions League. Like that's their, that's their, that I, that's what I think their mentality is at. Um, but I do think if they don't get Champions League next season, we may see some departures. But hopefully, Klopp being Klopp, well, I say Klopp being Klopp, he hasn't really made any transfers, but. Um, hopefully a, bit, a little bit of a rebuilding season so. yeah I, th- I think also with Liverpool doing what they've done this season I think it's ended those I mean for me wild rumours of Mbappe going to Liverpool hmm. no I couldn't have, I, yeah no that doesn't seem very likely to de- especially now like you say yeah, with if, the, they, uh, if they the don't get the Champions playing. League then definitely not yeah so just like a quick point just to think about like at what point do the big players at a team like Liverpool in their current form, at what point do they go, yeah, I, we probably shouldn't be anymore and we need to play a high level of football? Because I think I feel like the players at the top of the game are very trophy-driven and success-driven and they don't want to be staying at a club that isn't reaching the heights that 
they know that they can because they have previously done. So I don't know about the rest of you, but at what point do you feel like the big players or any players at all will start leaving, especially knowing that I'd say that obviously Liverpool are quite a loyal team and a lot of their players you feel like are in it for the long run. Charlie, do you want to go with that, pick that one up? Um, for me, I, I don't think it'll... Well, I can't see it being the end of this season. I'd like to think that the players have more about them than just to be like, yeah, right, we've had a hard season. Yep, that's that's my time here done. I think, well, at the end of last season, um, there was a lot of talk of, like, should they get rid of Salah or Mane to bring in Mbappe anyway? So whether they were already on the cards of going, maybe, but I can't see anyone thinking, that's it, I'm, I'm done here because I've had a hard season. I think if they carry this sort of form on to next year uh, and they get sort of like maybe Christmas time, January, and they're still struggling, I think it'll probably be then that players like your, your Van Dykes might start to think to themselves, right, maybe maybe it is time to switch things up and go to a, a club where you're more likely to get sort of more league titles and that sort of genre of trophy. Uh, Morgan, any thoughts on that? Yeah, like it's hard because we've never actually been in this situation before, really, where the champions go so far down the table. Um, but Charlie, you saying about driven for t- uh, t- titles and trophies and stuff? Like, look at Harry Kane; he's been at Spurs for however long now, and he doesn't he, he just, just doesn't seem that bothered so, bothered really. So, like, I don't know; it's it's hard, but I do think the players will do have more about not to leave this season, especially, and hopefully hold on for at least another more and see how it goes. Because I do think it's just like a temporary thing. It's not going to happen again next season. Yeah, I, I agreed. I mean, as, as much as I hate Liverpool being a United fan that killed me that they won the league, it's got to a point where I genuinely feel sorry for them um, <laughs> because it's going that badly and everything they touch is wrong. Um, but I mean, I, when I look at that team, I can't see who would leave. I mean, Trent, being a Liverpool boy, isn't going to leave. Um, I mean, I think also, I think one point to mention is he has not been nowhere near the level he was previous years. Definitely not. Um, And I mean, I know we'll come on to this in future episodes, so I don't want to kind of go into this too much, but in terms of the England's kind of set up and squad, for me, for my left and right back, I'm going sure and Wampasaka. No, I'm still going Trent. You could say Walker. Uh, yeah, that's the flip side. You go Walker. But if, for Trent, for me, as a defender, he isn't as good as Walker or Wampasaka. True. That if he gives you something different, I feel like if you take him, he'll give you something that none of the others will. That, yeah. that when he is on his game, like you said from last year, the quality he has on the ball is like, unreal. Like, the way, like, the positions he takes up, up the pitch, especially with the way like Liverpool play, that allowed him to do it. He took positions that he didn't see only other fullback taking, and that's why like him and Robertson got so many assists because of what they were allowed to do and where they were allowed to like go because of what like the cover like Henderson and stuff gave. Them. If you, yeah. I, I think if you're playing against like Germany or France, you you've got to be playing like Wamba Saka. But then if you if you're playing a team like Costa Rica, you'd have to imagine Trent would be the one because you'd hope with the England side that would be quite dominant in a game like that. So I suppose it all comes down to really who we're playing. So if, I suppose there's only, a, there's only a certain amount of squad places in there. If, if you, can you afford to take two right-backs maybe? Because I don't know, could even... Arguably three. Come, I was going to say, there's, there's a lot of... There's a lot of sort of room for 
chopping and there isn't a lot of room for sort of changing, but there's a lot of players to pick from. So I think uh, when it comes to picking the squad, they're definitely going to have a bit of trouble. Yeah, but it's known that like, obviously someone like Walker, obviously he can play centre half yeah, as well. He's so got to be getting in. You say like bringing two or three fullbacks because realistically you're going to need like two fullbacks for each side yeah. if you if you've got anything like any kind of brains, but. <laughs> Taking taking Walker with it gives you another like centre back option that isn't just your typical English like Maguire yeah. or Keane or someone like that that just is slow and big and wins headers. Yeah. Whereas Walker gives you something like he's actually quick and kind of good on the ball. So I think you could quite easily take like all three of them, and then depending on like you said who you're playing, just look carefully at kind of how they're set up to play. And then how you want your fullbacks to get involved, whether you need them to stay back, or whether maybe because you've got a more defensive-minded midfielder on, you can put like say if you put Shaw on one side, Trent on the other, and told Shaw doesn't have so much of a license to get forward, so you'd let Trent. Then, then, then you'd think about like who you'd play in what games. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's I, yeah, I think that's fair. I'm sorry, a moment to cut you up, but I think also with Trent is I wouldn't be afraid to play him right wing, right midfield. If it's one of those situations where it's like, yeah, the classic FIFA position is playing in centre mid. Um, yeah. Is again, I think he's good enough on the ball and he's good enough passer to be able to do that. But you can't do that with Juan Pesaka. He's a defender, so I think I think you can afford to take the two, arguably the three, because like you say, you can play Carl Walker at the back, so because he, he hasn't got a turn and stuff off a bus like the others. So. Um, Yes, yeah, so that was something we can come on to in terms of the England squad in later episodes. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of the, the football done. It's more now we talk about the contentious decisions. Um, Morgan, you want to bring up the Fulham Spurs handball? Well, yeah, but that's stupid. Did you see it? I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, like the fact that that was a handball. Uh, when it was literally by his waist and coming on to later on when the Burnley game, when he literally had his hand twice, actually, flapping around everywhere in front of Pepe and that wasn't called a handball. The, the referees, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because of opinions. I don't know, but some some rule needs to be set because this is just outrageous. It's, it's, just, it's actually disgusting that football's come to this. Yeah, I think so. And I think... I can't remember who who I said it to now. I can't remember. Is I think that was on this podcast, wasn't it? I don't think I'd be comfortable in refereeing a Premier League game. Yeah. No, definitely not. Is What do you do? Because again, it links back, not that I'm bitter about it, but that Man U-Chelsea game, that handball, mm. if you look at the, and again, this is almost, you probably say this is like clinging on really, but if you look at the domino effect that has on the league, is you have United with another three points. You have Chelsea with um, le- obviously less points, which then gives the teams like your Everton, Tottenham's, West Ham's, Liverpool's more of a chance for that top four. Do you know what I mean? It all has that knock-on impact. And I think, like you say, Morgan, it can't continue. No, that, It's going to yeah. happen in a, it's yeah. in a final. It's going to cost promotion or relegation or... Do you know what I mean? It's going to be bigger... Yeah, implications. To like just a point on on that, I feel like with VAR coming in, like they've almost tried to get rid of like the opinion part yeah. of being a referee. So like 
it's not down to whether you think it is like like on purpose or whether it's like accidental. But I feel like because they brought it in and they've gone like blatantly like offside. Oh, it has to be like a certain part of their arm or with handball. It doesn't matter if it's blatant or not. It's going to be given if it hits their arm. I feel like if they're going to do it like that, which per- personally I don't like, but if they're going to do it like that, I feel like they need to keep it very consistent yeah. in order to stop any sort of kind of uproar or criticism, especially coming to referees who I can imagine would admit that they feel almost scared to start making calls because they know the backlash they'll get if there's any sort of wrong. And as I suppose we all know, obviously, if if you come under pressure, you're more likely to make mistakes. Yeah. So I feel like a very vicious circle in the fact that the rules they've attempted to make clear, yet people are so scared of the backlash they'll get, that they then start making mistakes, and then the rules kind of go out the window. Yeah, that's right. And I think, again, I made the point last week, and I'll make it again, is with all this technology, it should be easier and there should be less pressure on the referee like you say Ryan there's, there's less pressure you, you, you're going to perform better yet it's for some reason the way football is going is there's now more pressure on the referee even though there's more support it's I don't know the, I think him, was it Scott Parker that had that interview that said that he's like the, the game's turning sterile I think it was I'm not sure I know he said something yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he did say something along them lines that kind of the rules in the game are all about ambiguous and that kind of they need to sort something out soon. If not, like you say, it's going to start costing teams millions and millions of pounds not to even think about getting like relegated. It's going to have a financial effect as well as like an effect yeah. on clubs. Um, Charlie, any thoughts? Did I interrupt you? I, I thought I maybe did. No, no, no I was just, I've tried to keep fairly quiet because if not, I'll start screaming and swearing and all sorts. I'll oh, that's lose true, my head. Yeah, I, that's true. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, but to be honest with you, I think just go back to the way football was. Scrap VAR. I don't think they will, but I just wish. I, if I wish they could, would just never have brought it in. Just keep it as simple football how it should be played, not with yeah, all this VAR and the review and the wait, can I celebrate? Oh, no, we have to wait another seven minutes for some idiot uh, 500 miles away to make a call. I think it should be down to the ref. He is the referee. It's his decision. What he says goes. And if it's wrong, well, it's wrong. He deals with the consequences. But Like we said last week, wasn't it? It was like the whole, there's going to be no point for the referee anymore. Their job is... Technology is going to take over and it's just pointless them being there if all those big decisions are going to get taken for well, I get why they brought it in, as I'm sure like Charlie would say. You, you understand why they put it in, because like after big games, like people go and look at the pundits and they go, oh, look at this, like, he was offside. And then everyone's moaning because, oh, he was offside, how can you not see that? And I think it is good for the obvious ones, where like, the linesman or referees made a massive mistake. But the problem is I don't know how they can like incorporate it without putting it in completely whether they just put it in a little bit for the obvious ones but then the argument comes of what's yeah, the obvious yeah I was going to say exactly then you've got to like because then I suppose if you say well obvious is if he's a foot offside but then what if he's uh, like sort of a millimetre off sort of thing on like a millimetre onside then again it's still coming down to such fine margins that you think to yourself yeah. this is really sort of pushing the boundaries of just becoming ridiculous 
and just ruining it. There's just too many arguments to be yeah. had with it. Get it you gone. Know, there's just no, yeah, there's just no way in which you have it without there being controversy. But then there's no way you don't have it without there being controversy now, especially because they put it in to take it out again would then cause even more kind of uproar. I think now that they've put it in, because people don't like it that much, I think they'll think, look, we've seen what it's like when they do try and get every single decision right. It's awful. So if they do get a couple wrong, maybe we'll let them off. I'm sure they'll still get a butcher in over like with pundits and social media. But I'm sure if you ask majority of football fans in England, especially in England, um, do you think VAR should stay or go? I'd, I'd like to think most of them would be football smart enough to say get it gone. But I'm not. I don't know. I haven't spoke to most people in England, so I can't really. <laughs> I can't really argue for them. Like I was saying. So then, like, I was saying to Charlie the other day, Ooh. like it, VAR's took the emotion out of football. Like you can't if it, yeah, if there's got to be a VAR check on a goal, you got to wait like five minutes. And then when have you ever seen a player celebrate after a VAR? Um, Completion, like yeah. it's it's never really happened, and like it just takes that emotion away from it of when you um, get like a get like a goal that could have been offside. It, it yeah, you could get that goal back, but then you also when it all builds up, you lose that emotion that football brought, and that's like one of the main attractions towards football. Like it's a beautiful game. It's it's all about emotions. I, I just. I just think the game's 100% better off about it. True. Yeah, you know that, like, that silence you get before like, the goal goes yeah. in? So yeah. It's like, oh, oh, and then it just goes silent and then suddenly it goes in and everyone just goes <laughs> mental. It's like, obviously you used to in Premier League games where teams would be like, oh, we've scored, but actually we're not going to celebrate yet because it could be offside and the screen's gone, VAR decision-making. And yeah, I totally agree with you, Morgan, that it just kind of has almost ruined football yeah. in a way and that I feel like we'd be better off sucking up that referees aren't going to get some decisions wrong, no matter how big the game is. And to say we'd rather have that than have every decision put down to the millimetre and just to the fight that we might get Do you get think they will get rid of it? Or do you think there's any chance that they could? Or do you no. think they're too, they're, they're too stubborn? I don't think they will. Ways. Yeah, I don't think they will, but I'd, I'd I, love them I to. It's such a shame. get rid of it in the Premier League, but definitely not in... World football, like Champions League and Europa League. Because it's up to UEFA, isn't it? It's more, more than the FA. I don't think the FA have too much of a say in it. It's more like sort of the yeah. European board, isn't it? I, I Which is a shame. It, I think it will cut. One of the things that I was going to say is there's definitely good points to it. I mean, there's a lot of bad. But I think it, I don't think they can take it away. I think it's impossible for them to take it away now. And I just wondered, like, again, for all of your clubs, I mean, again, they're all different levels, if we like to admit it or not, is they take it away and your side, whether it's to win the league, to get into Europe, to get promotion, Ryan, or save relegation, um, is they've got that offside and it's, it's given offside even though it isn't and there's no VAR. Do you kind of suck it up and kind of be like, right, yeah, that is what it is? Or do you be like, oh my God, I can't believe it. If VAR was there, we'd have been... Because there's always going to be the comparison the other way. Do you know what I mean? It's it, taken it, away. Sorry, That's just... like the emotion point I'm talking about. Like, you need... I think, I think you need emotion in football. Like, I know, fans not being there as well definitely doesn't help. But like, I, I just think 
emotion is so important in football and for you to be able to want to watch it as well. I just I just think yeah, now VAR has been here. I do think if it was taken away, it would be completely different to what it was if it was never here because people wouldn't have known about it. I, would... I do think people would be saying if VAR went, oh VAR, oh should have been there. VAR was there, yeah, I yeah. do agree there. I'd much rather go down. I, well, I think I think to get rid of VAR and if 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 Wolves get relegated from a dodgy offside, then so be it. But that's just much. That because then I suppose even I suppose to be fair I probably might get relegated because then you don't get VAR in the championship because um, it just ruins like Morgan said emotional emotions are just gone you can't celebrate a goal without having that anxiety in the back of your head thinking right I need to wait for the fella over there to make a decision on what is actually going to be given oh wait what's the hand rule ball, what's the hand handball rule going to be today sort of thing like it's yeah. different every week so whereas at least before you had sort of a fairly structured idea of how the game was played in a fairly structured set of rules to where you could think, right, yeah, that's a handball, that's not. Whereas now, it's just all over the gaff, isn't it, really? Yeah, I feel like you can't keep changing the rules as well. Like, if you've changed, if you change too much rules, then you're going to get confused. And people are going to get confused and throw tantrums and stuff. Like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. They try- yeah, honest. they've tried to I change... Just... Yeah, they keep changing yeah, the rules. that's exactly what I was going to say. They are. So, like, they keep saying about, yeah, like, the handballs they keep doing it so that VAR works and they try and like I said earlier they try and remove the opinion part of it and it just comes down to like fact rather than oh it could be this could be that if the ball hits the arm then yeah then again the handball, yeah regardless like, of the situation it could be one of the things where it takes a long process to actually work like we like all these rules changes and stuff to fit VAR maybe in the long term, it might end up being a good thing. Like people may start getting yeah, worried. yeah. I feel like they'll get there eventually. Like they can't keep having it yeah. like this, and they will get to a point where it is good. But because of the nature of sport and particularly football, just how different every like you'll never have the same goal score no. twice or the same tackle put in twice, and you can't like, account for every situation. So at some point, even if VAR is what you want to say perfect. It can't be because there'll be a situation where you go, oh, well, the ball didn't get touched first in that challenge, but it would be like a millimetre or a tiny millisecond. That's the difference. And you can't you can't get it to a point where it is entirely perfect. No, no, that's right. Sorry, I think just to kind of start to tie this bit up is the biggest issue for me is the time it takes to make a decision. Like that Burnley, uh, in inverted commas, handball is... After the first replay, it was clearly not a handball. Is that's a five-second decision done? And it, again, you're just watching it on Sky, and then just keep replaying it back, rewind, play it back, rewind, play it back. And I hate to think what it's like to be a player on the pitch. Well, that's just everything's out of your own hands, isn't it? I just don't see why it takes the time. But then that might come down to like the whole little of like people are scared to make mistakes so they don't want to make ones they take so long checking it so yeah they end up making a mistake anyway which is a massive problem yeah i just think exactly. it needs to be quicker is this whole var point is and i and i quote clear and obvious if you happen to take two three four minutes to decide that's clearly not clear and obvious and move on mm-hmm. if you're having to like do what times 100 zoom 
to see if one of his arm hairs is offside. <laughs> Again, not clear and obvious. But that, that is the, where that do you exactly draw the line, it, isn't it? That's what I was going to come on to say is get rid of it so you don't have to. Um, yeah, I don't no, know. Exactly. It's, a, it's a tricky one. Um, and I think it will be, I think VAR will always be there. Um, maybe you, you get not to bring in like like cricket with it, but maybe have a, like a review system. Like in cricket, you get two reviews per team. And if you're correct, you keep it. So if you think you're on side, review it. And if you waste it, you waste it. If you don't, you don't. You then can't argue. Mm. Yeah. Um, that could be something that we look into is actually VAR is only there unless you review it. Yeah. And if they agree with you, you keep your review. Fair enough. There's a mistake made by the referee. If it is offside and you didn't think it was and you lose your review, then you can't argue. Maybe that's a path to go down. True. I don't know. Oh, sorry. I, I like that idea now. I was going to say, yeah, that sounds, to be fair, it sounds better than the way it's working now anyway. Um, All I'm saying so yeah, is... I might be here I... next week. If not, I might be working for the FA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all I want to say Maybe is... that could be... I've gone, sorry, Charlie. Sorry, no, I was going to say, all I want to say is I feel bad for people who aren't going to be able to watch football without VAR, who didn't watch it before all this technology was brought in. So, like, people who are being... So, people who are being introduced to football now and starting to watch it and get into it. And then, well, if they keep it in... Well, forever now, I suppose. If, if, they, if they're not going to ever take it out. I feel... I wish everyone would have got to experience the football as, as we sort of all know it without the technology and the proper actually having a point of a referee. Emotion. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. Um, thanks, Charlie. I will leave it on that point, I think, the VAR debate. I think it's apt you having the last point of view as well, anyway. Um, <laughs> okay, what we'll do now is um, we'll move on to our own team um, perspective. Okay. Um, and slightly different this week, just to add a quick fire round to it. You are going to all have um, a minute each to talk about your teams. That might be a minute too long, or that might be not long enough. Okay. Um, Charlie, do you want to go first? <laughs> I'll give it a go to squeeze it into a minute. Right. Tell me when right. my time starts. Three, two, one, go. Right. So I think the problem with Wolves is we're such a one-half team. We can never seem to pull together two good halves. And when we do, we're one of the best sides um, and quite hard to beat. We always seem to do better in the second half, which is obviously a problem because you can't win a game just with the last 45 minutes. Says, how's he missed that? I don't know. Um should have been 1-0. They missed a sitter. Or they, they were unlucky. Um, hit the post a couple of times. They were much better in the first half. We were much better in the second. Uh, that would have been a crucial win to get us up in the table. But there's more to come, I suppose. And we've got Liverpool next. That's guaranteed three points. Thank you. So we've got 22 seconds left. Fair you know play. what? I think I'll finish it there. I think I'm going to set a record. I'm sorry, did you hear that last point? <laughs> did you hear that last point? Anyone? I did. I just choose to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> We'll Don't hold me to that. That was a joke. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> well, so they've come back now. All of a sudden, Van Dijk has a massive recovery and everyone, and then all of a sudden they went 8-0 or something like that. That'll be something stupid that I've just conjured up. Yeah, you heard it yeah. here first. Um, <laughs> that says, miss, like, I just can't get over the fact that that was so bad. <laughs> it's woeful. That is woeful. That was oh, bless his heart. He is... He is Great player, though. Great player. <laughs> Great player, and Gareth Bale. Anyway, um... <laughs> I didn't say best in the league. You said great, though. Yeah, um... For Wolves. Um, okay, that, that's fair. 
Um, <laughs> um, we'll, Ryan, we'll go to you. Um, you definitely won't need a minute, or you might need longer than a minute. Um, yeah, that's, still, a, um, that's a bit of a second one. Well, we've got a new gaffer. Another Paul. Uh, Paul Kirk's come in. <laughs> I like the bloke, to be fair. <laughs> exactly. We love Paul's. We've had about five in the past, not like, ten years. Um, yeah, he's come in. I like him from what he's done at Wigan and places like that. He didn't win his first game, but I'm not too worried. Um, I think we're eighth. We're eighth at the minute. Uh, hopefully, I, if I'm being honest, I think we'll get playoffs. But as long as we start picking up results, which we can, because we've got good enough players for League One, because we've basically still got a Championship squad. So I'm not worried. Got a new gaffer. Damn, fair play. Fair love. play. Fair play. Um, we still have 26 seconds left. Oh my god, um, he beat me. Maybe we should make this a 30 second round. Um, <laughs> Morgan, over to you. Chelsea, three, two, one, go. Um, so, where do I start? We're unbeaten at the minute, still, and we've played since like, January. Uh, unbeaten since January, so I'm, I'm not complaining here. And I've got a stat up here saying that Thomas Tuchel has actually got a new Premier League history and he's kept his side from a clean sheet in. Each of his five first home games in charge. So there we go. He's generally the goat at the minute. And we're <laughs> Christensen's a new Maldini. So, what? yeah, that's what I've got to say. The goat Again. at the minute. How does that even work? The goat at the minute. Yes, mate. The, great, the, the greatest of all time at the minute. At the minute. Yes, mate. <laughs> um, again, <laughs> I mean, that was only 26 seconds. Clearly well a minute. A We're minute rapid. is too long. Oh, I can, I can, I can, I can go on the Everton game for those last twenty-six seconds if you'd like. It's your call. Yes, please. Okay. okay. Oh, well, once again, we played well. I mean, we took Everton out of the game. Everton didn't have three any chances, so um, we played well. Kai Havertz actually showed up for the first time this season, and yeah, it, it, I want to say it's promising. I know I said it would be a long game, but if he plays in that false nine position that he did today. Then I don't see why not. He can't carry on playing like that for the rest of the season. Like he's a young player, and he's got bags of potential. If he carries on playing like that, oh. that first game. Um, so yeah. <laughs> that was close. I nearly, I nearly gave you longer, but if anyone was timing, I'm not sure if you sound enough for timing. But you know, um, <laughs> as in, uh, someone Paul Jonathan sat at home timing is like, wow, you think I'm sad? You lost as a follower there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, also if you're timing that. Um, Cheers, shout out to John in Scunthorpe or something for timing that. Up the scunny. Um, <laughs> Sorry, can I just say, by the way, Lingard is bagged. I'd just like to make it known. Yeah, I was going to say that. What a hero. England call up. I mean, I called this in the first podcast. <laughs> and you all went, oh my God, that's, that's ridiculous. And somebody. At, at the time, it was. At the time, it was. We're quite far on from that now. So I think now it's a fair shout to say you can get a call up. Are we saying the same thing about Bale that oh, yeah. in a few weeks' time? At the time, he's better than Bale Mount now. That's the question. If, if it makes you guys happy, I'm sure um, Bale will get the call up. <laughs> For Wales, if I was Welsh, I could get the call up. Dan James would get the call up. Of Bale, yeah, that proves the point. Oh, it's my turn. Do I want to go for the United one? All right, we'll go. We'll go with United. Right, I will time this myself and it will be it'll be fine. Maybe twenty seconds tops. Um 
again, as I said before, I was going to release um, a podcast, me ranting about how bad United have been. I didn't because I'm not sure if much of it could be aired. Um, they, they have, again, they're a big game. And you need, when you're in a rut like that, you need a big game. That came at the perfect time. A City performance like that came at the perfect time for us. We pulled it out the bag. Um, that penalty in the, what is it, 30 seconds massively helped because you're going in for one one little advantage, starting the game one that up. Um, but I'm not counting uh, the chickens yet. Is I have no idea where it's going to lead to. I will not be surprised if we lose our next game. Um, we've still got our, um, I'm not even sure if there's a manager still leading us. But anyway, that's that. We have nine seconds left. Um, I could have gone on, but let's leave it there. Um, okay. <laughs> So, and that was our whistle-stop tour of our teams. Um, moving on to, and this isn't a great one for me, I haven't looked forward to this section this week, is our FPL predictions. Um, obviously, last week it was tricky because we were in the middle of a double game week. Um, again, we've been, it's odd at the minute this season, you're kind of constantly in between game weeks. Um so I think, Morgan, I think we always come to you for the um, early fantasy team um, review. Um, yeah. Your kind of review of last week or just in general? Um, not the best. I mean, I've got a lot of two-pointers, one-pointers, three-pointers. Um, yeah, I've got 42 points in total. I thought... I did actually think to myself, okay, I'm, I'm going to actually bench Fernandez and Wan Bissaka this year, um, this week because obviously Fernandez having the stats of not performing against big teams, I thought that was going yeah. to carry on. But I did actually end up putting Fernandez back in because I thought, well, you, you got to keep him out, really. Actually, the main reason I kept to it was because I had Cavett Lewin in, so I thought, oh, I'm not going to put Cavett Lewin in because I'm playing us, so he's not going to do anything. Um, <laughs> But I got, yeah, 42 points, above average, so it's not too bad. But um, Captain Gundogan, only because of the double game week. Um, but yeah, hopefully my Cancelo Stones and Gundogan can actually do something against Southampton, but we'll see. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's fair enough. And I think mine and yours are going to be fairly similar with that. Um, Charlie, your views on fantasy football? All right. I mean, it's okay. Uh, I'm on 41... Point, 41 points at the moment, but I've still got some more players to play. Uh, uh, Cresswell, if he keeps a clean sheet, he'll put me up, obviously, a couple of points tonight. He's got an assist. That's massive. I've only got uh, four... Yeah, I've only got four players. You've got about two points. That's Cresswell, um, Son, Fernandes and Neto. Everyone else got me sort of twos and ones. Um, a bit annoyed I had uh, Southampton's Teller on the bench in the third place. He got me five points. Um, and he looked quite sharp, actually. So I've moved him to the front of the bench for next week. Uh, Williams, the Liverpool player, come on and got me two points because my Cavani didn't play. Um, but overall, it's been all right. I can't grumble at being above average. I think I'm still, yeah, I'm, I'm down to 14th now in the uh, in my league, which isn't great. Uh, people below me clearly having massive weeks. Um, but yeah, so all right overall. Um, Ryan, over to you. Thanks, Charlie. By the way, no worries. Yeah, I haven't done. I haven't done too badly. I'm on forty nine points at the minute. 
Uh, still got all three of my City players to play again. Uh, Charlie said Cresswell's just got an assist and hopefully keeps a clean sheet. But very frustrating, in other words. Um, I captained Cancelo, thinking that City would keep a couple of clean sheets. Yeah. Um, he had probably the worst games had all season. Um, I was kind of talk, 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 walk, walk and put Bale in, um, who was my vice captain because I was going to captain him. And obviously, he got 14 points just normally. Um, then I was going to put Kane in, but I didn't have enough money. So I had to just, because I put in Bale, I didn't want to sacrifice loads of points. So I had to keep Vardy in. Obviously, he didn't do very well. And <laughs> Kane had the game of his life. Um, and you did I, I did bring in Neto as well, massive. just to keep Charlie wow. happy for a couple of weeks. Um, wow, he got three points, points but uh, yeah, um, he's just kind of in there. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, frustrating. I think looking at my is. week, I mean, I've and shout out to Robbie for kind of destroying me last few weeks in terms of his scores. But I've dropped down to third in our league. I've had, I mean, I'm having a shocker this week at the minute. I mean, I've still got our leads are not doing it for me at all. I mean, last week I used my triple captain card um, on Fernandez, and he scored me 18. Um, and again, I think. I think me and Morgan said this last time is majority of my players are just not doing it at all. Like none of them are really scoring or doing anything. And this week so far, this is what's cost me. I'm only on 33 points and I've got Gundogan, my captain to play again against Southampton. He has to score eight with four assists to kind of <laughs> make it worthwhile. Um, and then Cancelo and Diaz need to do something. Um, but um, not to give too much away, apologies, is there has been some changes made. Um, again, I'm not going to give away what they there are. It has cost me some points, which I don't like to do, um, which has also helped um, Robbie kind of climb above me, really. Um, but I think then I'd be fairly settled going forward. There's a couple of changes and also what I have done a heads up I'm not sure if you guys have sort of looked into it is the game week coming up with that blank game week yeah mm. is I've nothing I'm now able to field at least 90% team instead of like 50 or 40% last time right okay um again it's taken some work um and it's lucky I had like five mil in the bank. I think that's what's cost me last few weeks is I've kind of drifted to try to save some points. But again, we we keep going um, and I'll take top three. I'd have taken top three all, all day at the beginning of the season. Um, I'm now 97 points off top. <laughs> again, shout out to Connor. We need to get Connor on actually to talk about how he's doing because he's doing really, really he well. He seems like he's just demolished everyone in the league, to be fair. Yeah, and it'd be good to get his opinion on um, Norwich as well um, from a local point of view. I mean, they are doing bits <laughs> as well. Don't. Um, I mean, again, I think it just goes to prove just to come back yeah. to the football is uh, the rubbish. gulf between the Championship and the Prem. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, let's not get into that. Norwich can't hack it in the Prem. Um, <laughs> Um, just to go through quickly, um, Morgan, any ideas for your captain this week coming up for the next game week? Yeah. Talking about that um, blank game week, I actually looked into it a bit and 
I was going to sacrifice four points to make another transfer, but I haven't yet. I still got quite a while till so. I brought in Kane. I thought, I don't know why I've got him in anyway. I took out Vardy because Vardy hasn't done nothing for the last however many weeks. So I took him out, brought in Kane, Captain Kane. Um, oh, I hated that. I didn't like that. Um, but yeah, he's against Arsenal. So I do think he will do something against them, but we'll find out. Um, I do actually want to say something quickly about fantasy football. Go on. Uh, I do think they should do something else with the points. Because I think it'll be really interesting if they find a way to like make points other than just goals and assists. Because there's so many players that um, that you just don't use because they don't contribute in goals and assists, but they contribute in different other ways. And I'd love to use other players um, in my team who I haven't used before to get those different kind of points, like Kante, like tackles sort of thing. Like, yeah, you get like, five tackles, yeah. you get three points. Yeah, like, Headers I'd just one. love to have, like, that, you know, them players that consistently play well every week in, week out. Yeah. But they just don't get credit for an FPL because they don't have a point system for it. That's not a bad show, actually, because, you, I mean, it is getting, I mean, this is where I get bored. Yeah. Is because when I look, we've all got the same teams. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's what I mean. And you have to pick someone completely random to try and make the difference. Like, again... Speaking of Cod at the top of the league, is I've got to pick someone completely random and captain them and hope they score two. Yeah. Because if not, we're just going to match ourselves like for like the whole time. I think you're right, actually. I think it needs freshening up a bit. I just think you need to make sure you can utilise every player and make that captaincy not so much of a risk and more of a reward in different ways. So if I was the captain Kovacic uh, one week, and he does like, yeah, he makes like 10 tackles. Uh, I don't know what else they could do, but I'm sure... Pass competitive, one, aerial duels. There's just so much they could do with it, and it's being wasted. It's such a... Like, so many people use it, and I just think, yeah, they, they need to... Game. Imagine if, like, headers won, you'd get points for that. You just have, like, three Burnley players, like, three Burnley, like, both the strikers and a centre-back in, wouldn't you? You'd just well, be sorted. It's so much more interesting. Yeah. That's it. I guess that makes Morgan's point perfect, yeah. is because you're going to get that. Because, again, if you are a, a, a Burnley fan, you can't have Burnley players in your fantasy team. No. I mean, you maybe could, I mean, you could have Pope and stuff. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, it's also, Charlie, again, this is not a dig. The same with Wolves. Mm, yeah. Because you can't really, if you want to be realistically competing, you can't have Wolves players in your city. And that's not a dig. You that's can't just... have Willie and Jose up front. Because he do not like to score, apparently, so. No. But I mean, that's, yeah, that's a, that's another kind of issue in debate. Pedro but... Neto, though. Again. Player. But, I mean, what? No, I wouldn't say player. What do you, what do you again, mean you wouldn't say player? Say player. You didn't call Bale a player. Yeah, I'd put him in because he got like three points, but he can't be going for because he plays. He guarantees you like two or three points, but he can't score because he's got Roman saves missing. Oh, yeah, just you wait no for one else I, that can score. I, I think it's him. one of the things where it comes in like Neto's doing so much on his own, but when Jimenez is back in, I do think them two will link up. Perfectly. When Jimenez is back, oh my Christ, the Premier League is going to feel something different. Mate, you take it what, one step too far. Well, I can't see Jimenez doing what he did before. He'll yeah, be alright. He's had his head. He's had his head caved in, 
And realistically, yeah, Neto's going to swing and cross it. Yeah, Is he really going to want to go up He will. Like, really? So if you just had your head taken off me? and sewn back on, if I was would you really want to go out for a header against Ben Mee? Yes, mate. I'd Berg swing my entire body out yeah. if I had to. No, if, no. If I yeah. had Ben Mee. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but are you asking me if I played for Wolves, would I be want to go out for a header against Ben Mee? Yes, if if I oh, if well, I had yeah, no okay, spinal take that, cord, take it that way. Yeah, if I had no spinal yeah, cord, on, I'd be flinging myself from the halfway line. <laughs> Anything for the badge. It doesn't matter. I might have a neck, and I'd still be going for it, mate. <laughs> he does. He loves it. No, no, he loves the. Club. I don't think him knows cares much about the badge as you do. Though, and what's that got to do with anything? No, he's no, in Mexico. No. You probably only moved to Wolves because they gave him a payday. Um, crazy talk. I think that's a crazy great, talk. That's a great point to finish the fantasy Premier League on. But I think Morgan, I think to take from that, that's a very, very good point. True. Um, yeah. And whoever the creators, um, sign us up. Hit Morgan up. Um, Jenny, hope you listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he's. Yeah, just um, like comment on the Instagram, and I'll push the question towards Morgan. What I'm saying is, if they do this change. Then you're, I expect I expect a six perspective shout out. I was gonna say, yeah, you're ex- you should be expecting a fair wage coming through as well. Maybe even a sponsor. <laughs> Sponsored by FPL. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, we'll take that again, just as a while we're on the subject, we'll take any sponsorships. Yeah. Um any inquiries, I'll happy to deal with like them. Adidas, if you're um, listening. Like, <laughs> um all the big ones yeah. really. Um any tickets to go watch the game so we can have like in-depth oh, analysis, wow. any of that kind of thing. What an opportunity. Please let us know. <laughs> um, but anyway, speaking of games, let's go on to um, our own version of um, Super 6. Um, well, it's not really Super 6, is it? It's like Super 10. <laughs> um, no or Super right, 16. Super how many games there are. Um, so, just going through... Um, Charlie, this is usually your line. Um, I do apologise. Um, any five points of note, people, this week? Nope. Yeah, I've got one. Yeah, Have I've you got one. What game was that? Uh, I got the... Uh, where was it? Leicester and Brighton. Cool. Ryan, which one did you get? I got the Everton-Brom game. Well, another, yeah, another big game. I think that's a tricky week. I mean... Yeah. Charlie, I think we'll say it's a tricky week. Um, yeah, I had a nightmare. As we struggled along, but we'll move on. Um, again, just to kind of recap the table where we are at, um, going from bottom to top um, is I'm on 38, Charlie's on 40, that's getting close there. Yeah. Um, then there's a bit of a jump to Ryan on 55, and then Morgan sits top of the tree on Ooh. 57. Sounds so good. It does. Wonder if that will last. Tune in next week to find out. Um, that's the big thing of the podcast is whether Morgan get knocked off top spot. Um, <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> okay, so we will go through next week's fixtures. There's a more manageable number of fixtures this week instead of the 54 that was last week. Um, so as before, we'll go around asking all of you one by one. So Morgan, I think we usually come to you first in this situation. Um, uh-huh. Man City versus Southampton. What's your score prediction? I've gone for a three-nil Man City. Um, Charlie. I've gone for 3-1 Man City. And Ryan? I've gone for a 3-0 City. Ooh. Okay, fair. I've gone for a 2-0. I think it would just be a, to, co- to quote Charlie, a comfortable 2-0. Um, <laughs> Newcastle, Villa, Morgan? I've gone for a 1-1. One, one. one apiece. Thank you. Um, Charlie? I've also gone for a 1-1, one, one, one apiece. It's an echo in it. 
Um, Ryan? I've gone for a 1 0 Villa. Oh, oh okay. Ooh. I've gone for a 2 0 Villa. I think they'll, they'll beat them there. Um, Leeds v Chelsea. Uh, Morgan? Obviously, gone for a, another clean sheet. 2 0 win. Chelsea FC. Yeah, don't sit on the fence. Um, Charlie? 2 <laughs> 2. Ryan? Oh. I've gone 2 0 Chelsea. Yeah, I've gone Ooh. 3-1. I think Bamford has to score at some point. If not, he's definitely leaving the fantasy team fast. Um, Palace, West, Brom, Morgan? One apiece, 1-1. One, one. Thank you for the clarification, Charlie. I've gone for a 2-1 Palace. And Ryan? I've gone for a 1-1 one, one also. Um, I've gone for a boring 0-0. Nil, nil. Um, Everton, Burnley, Morgan? I've gone for a 2-0 Everton over Burnley. Charlie? I've gone for 2-1 Everton. And Ryan? 2-1 uh, Everton. I've gone for a boring 0-0. I think Sean Dyche will do it. Um, Fulham v Man City. Morgan? Go for a 2-0 Man City. Charlie? I've gone for 3-1 to City. And Ryan? I've gone for a 3-0 City. I've gone for a 4-0 City. I'm hoping for some points back. Um, Southampton v Brighton. Morgan? Gone for two apiece, two two. Charlie, <laughs> three one Brighton. <laughs> the conviction, Morgan, that was said with that really threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan, what's your score for the Southampton Brighton game? Uh, two one Brighton. Yes, I've also gone for two one Brighton. Um, Leicester v Sheffield United, Morgan. A one nil Leicester City. Charlie, two nil Leicester. Ryan. Uh, 2-1 Leicester. I've also gone with a 2-0 um, Leicester. Um, Arsenal Spurs, North London Derby, Morgan? I've gone for a big one. A 3-1 Spurs. Gareth Bale, Hatrick, I assume. Um, Ryan? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, sorry, Ryan, Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> I've also gone for 3-1 Spurs. Um, Ryan? Uh, 3-1 Spurs. Uh, I've, gone, <laughs> <laughs> I've gone for a 2-0 Spurs just to mix it up. Um then the Man U West Ham without Jesse Lingard, Morgan. I've actually gone for a, a big 2-0 win over Man United for West Ham. That's ridiculous. Um, Charlie? I've gone 2-1 for United. <laughs> and Ryan? Uh, I've gone 2-1 United. 2-0, um, the clean sheets continue. Um, Wolves-Liverpool, um, big game. Morgan? I'm feeling crazy, so I went for a 1-1. Crazy, yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> uh, you sit down, um, Charlie. I've gone for a comfortable two-one Wolves. <laughs> a comfortable two-one Wolves. Um, and Ryan, is that comfortable? It's always comfortable. I've, I've also gone for the the comfortable two-one. What to Wolves? Lovely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, again, I think Liverpool are going to have to edge Wolves. I can't see Wolves scoring, to be honest. Okay. That draws to a close the um, predictions Violation. for next week. Uh, a bit of a bumper podcast this week. Um, lots of big debates. Um, I think, Ryan, I'm going to give you the um, player of the week in terms of podcast, your contributions this week. Bias. Um, Thank you. A bit of a kind of an ad hoc award, but I mean, fair play. Um, <laughs> so we'll leave it there. Again, I hope you enjoy people. Um, and again, tune in next week. So I'll catch you all later. See you. See ya.